Here we go. So I'll just tell you, there was an interesting void in Rabbi Avigdor Miller. They have a, they put out a, a Devar Torah on the Parsha, and he brings in the Parsha. There's a famous idea that it says, "Asuli Migdosh Make for me a Mishkan, and I will dwell in them." It should say, "I will dwell in it." What does it mean? I will dwell in them. So there's an idea with the uh, that we carry the name of Hashem on us. We have the Hashrats Hashkina. It's it's in that when a person is worthy of it, then Hashem dwells with him. So there's an idea. He he says one of the reasons that the Jewish people had to eat Korban Pesach was that the pagans, when they would offer their gods a sacrifice, it always went to the sacrifice. There was no such thing as them eating it. And the idea with us, uh, he says in Mitzrayim, they didn't have a Mizbeach, that the fat went on or that the blood was sprinkled. And the idea was that uh, we took the place of Hashem. In other words, when we eat the Korban Pesach, the reason is it's because we represent the Shekhinah in us. And so, therefore, our eating of the Korban Pesach was like putting it on the Mizbeach. And so he says that's why you have to eat it, is you're demonstrating that as a people, we carry Hashem's name with us. I thought it was an interesting uh, take. Yeah. Okay. okay. So there, we'll start from the Mishnah on Sadi Ahmed Bey's 90B. Uh, and the following. Ha'onen. So uh, an onen is a person, lo'olenu, that lost one of the seven relatives uh, that day. Mina Torah, he's mourning. Uh, and a mourner is not allowed to eat offerings. He's not in a state where he can eat offerings. But Mina Torah, the morning ends with nightfall. And it's likely that he'll be able to join the Seder. Uh, uh, there is, today, they, if, if the burial hasn't taken place, the Anina stays rabbinically until the burial. Until the burial. But Mina Torah, he's only in owning that day. And so he could join the Seder. Now, the problem, though, is that it's possible that at the funeral he'll become impure, or it, it could happen. So with he, what here we're talking about somebody who might not be able to eat the Korban Pesach because he might come impure. That's case number one. Number two, a hamafaka kasagal, somebody that's removing the stones. Uh, in, in those days, they didn't have building codes, and the buildings would fall down, and somebody would be buried underneath. So uh, the people would try to save the life, would try to pick up the stones and remove the stones. The problem is that, and if it happens Erev Pesach, if the person had passed away, so then the one removing the stones had leaned over the dead body. So then he would be impure and not able to join the Seder. So that's similar to the Onain, that both of them may have become impure or not able to join the Seder or not. Next. Somebody's in jail, and they promised they'll let him out for the Seder. So can you include him in the, in the Korban Pesach? They say he's going to get let out, but you don't know for sure. Or somebody who's sick, or elderly. So they could eat a Kazayas. So again, all of these people... Right now, it's possible or likely that they'll be able to do- join the Seder. So, Shechtem Aleihem, you can uh, include them in the Seder, and hopefully they'll all be able to join. But if they're the only people in the Seder, 
then they can't be the only one who can eat the Seder are the people who are going to get out of prison at night or the people that were mourning. Why? Because it could happen that they won't be able to eat the Korban Pesach. And if they're not able to, so then you would have shechted it in a way that's no good. And since uh, they, uh, they, uh, you could include them, if in the end they do become Pesel, they won't have to bring Pesach Sheni, because really they were eligible, it just, uh, in the end, they couldn't. So, but since their korban was brought, and anyone whose korban is brought on Pesach Rishon, even though they don't eat, doesn't bring Pesach Sheni. With one exception, Min Begal, the guy that's uh, picking up the gal, because there he was actually tame when the korban Pesach was brought. If they find that somebody was deceased, so he's actually tame from the beginning, Mitkilaso. Whereas these other people, when they were asked to join in, they were actually tahar. The korban that was brought here, we just didn't know that they didn't know what they would find after they removed all the stones. Okay, so um, let's see the Gemara. That which we um, are in doubt, uh, and you can't for sure shecht with them alone. Again, if you have other people eating, and you want to include the prisoners, you could. But if it's only prisoners, you can't, because sometimes these things get delayed, or they don't let them out. Sometimes they torture them and say they're getting out, and they don't. Uh, so that's by a non-Jewish prison. If it's a Jewish prison, so you can do a Korban Pesach just for the prisoners. Since they promised to let them go, you can be yot to them because it says, Sheris Yisrael lo asa avo lo A Jew would never do something crooked or speak in a, in a, a not nice way. So, uh, therefore, that's, that's an interesting statement. So the question is, what is a Jewish jail? Why would you have a Jewish jail? Where does the Torah talk about that? So there is a Rashi here. Beis Yisurim show Yisrael, a Jewish jail, he says, for example, let's say somebody's married to a woman he's not allowed to be married to. So you put him in jail until he agrees to get divorced. Or if he owes money and he doesn't want to pay. Or if he, if he injured somebody and we're waiting to see if that person is going to die so that he would be charged with murder. So, um, would we let the murderer go and walk in the street? We learned that you put him in jail. So there was such a thing as a Jewish jail. Uh, that's just uh, that's what Rashi's bringing over here. But if the Jewish jail promises, uh, the Jewish jail was part of Basedin. And so if they say they're going to let him out for the Seder, you can count on that. Okay, back to the Gemara. Even a non-Jewish jail, it's only if it's outside the walls of the city. If it was in Yerushalayim, they had a non-Jewish jail, and they promised to let him out, so then you could shecht Korban Pesach even just for the prisoners. Why? My time Because even if they don't let them out, you could still send the food in. In those days, they let you send foods into the prison. So, uh, therefore, they would. Um... Okay, 
the Tosa springs from Yushalmi that uh, he, 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 learned, uh, he learned a little bit different, that you can't trust a non-Jewish jail to give him the food, but okay. We're talking about a mound that uh, a person was buried, and it's round, and he's on top. But if it's a long uh, pile of stones, so then Pater Malasos Pesach Sheni. Then uh, the person w- could be Pater from Pesach Sheni. Why? Maybe when the Shkita took place, in other words, he's working his way down. At the beginning of the removing of the stones, he wasn't leaning over the dead body. So the, the, again, the question was, that the person got buried in the rubble. So if it's a round pile and he's working from the top down, so then he was actually impure from the beginning. And so then he, he, his Corbin Pesach can't count for him. But if it's a long building and he's removing the stones and working his way to the back of the building, so at the very beginning of his work, he was still tahar. It's only when he got to the person at the, at the, at the long end that he was in trouble. So that, that would be different. Taninamia, we learned also like this. If you're removing stones, sometimes you're obligated, sometimes you're not. Uh, uh, if it was a round pile, and there was some a dead body underneath, uh, then the person is tummy. Uh, if it's a long pile, and you find somebody the deceased potter, because maybe when it was shechted, the Korban Pesach was shechted, he had still not yet reached the body, and therefore he was yote. So let's just review that again one more time. Basically, when you bring the Korban Pesach, if the Korban Pesach was, the blood was sprinkled, and the fat was burned, and the person was kosher, so he won't bring Pesach Sheni. Even if it ends up, he's not able to eat. So here the question was, if it turned out that he was tame when the Corbin Pesach was brought from the very beginning, he's on top of this pile, so then, it, it, then he was not Yotze the Corbin Pesach, and he'll have to bring Pesach Sheni. Whereas if it's a long, like a, it's a, he has to clear the stones in front and the body's all the way in the back so that he didn't become tame until the very end, so then he would be Yotze. Okay, let's see the new Mishnah. Ain't joked since the Pesach Yachid. Uh, you can't check the Korban Pesach for one person, Divei Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yossi Mater, wow, he says you can check the whole Korban Pesach on one person. Vafilu, now, even if you have a hundred people, and those people, she'en yochel echo if none of those hundred can eat, ain't shokhtan allowed. But one person who could eat, you could check. And we'll see, you don't make a a group of women, minors, and uh, slaves uh, to check for them. You can't check for such a group. Okay. Tana Rabbah, and then our rabbi's taught. And what the Gemara is going to explain. How do you know you won't check the Korban Pesach for one person? He learns that Pesach teaches you that you don't check the Korban Pesach for one person. Uh, even if somehow he could eat the whole thing, or even if... Uh, he can eat a kazayas. Rashi learns even if you eat a kazayas, you still can't do it. Rabbi Yossi says, He says, no. He says, one person who's got a big appetite or he can eat it, shokhtan, you could. A sora, ten people, but ain't yochla, ain't shokhtan aleim. It all has to do, is he an eater, is he not? So we have two opinions here. Rabbi Yossi, so, and it has to do with a pasuk. 
So according to Reb Yossi, that he learns you could shechter for one person, what does he do with the Pasuk about one? My oven lay, how does he darshan it? So Gemara says he uses it for a totally different Russia. Me boy, look at Rishimen. He uses it for Rishimen, the tiny Rishimen, he says the Yachid here refers not to an individual, it refers to an individual altar. Uh, and that is, they used to have, before they had community, before they had Yerushalayim or Shiloh, they had private bamas. They had people had uh, private altars in their backyard, and they could bring offerings in a bamas yachid. So uh, what happens if a person were to shech the Korban Pesach? Now this is, you're not allowed to have a private uh, Mizbeach when you have a public one. He learns that from this Pesach. You're not allowed to shek the Korban Pesach in a private Mizbeach. Now I would just mention that the original Korban Pesach was not done uh, on a Mizbeach at all. When you think about it, in Mitzrayim. It wasn't done, it was done in Egypt. There was no Mizbeach there. And uh, um, there actually was a discussion that today... Uh, you should be able to bring Korban Pesach because you don't need the full base of Migdush for the Korban Pesach. Uh, so uh, maybe you could get away with doing it in a bama, a private backyard, a private altar. So that's what it means. Echa doesn't mean a single person. It means don't check the Korban Pesach on a private Mizbeach. Yocha apeshas heter bamas. Well, what about when they were allowed to have private? Or when the there's one in your gates. When the whole Jewish people uh, had one, then you're not allowed to do it. He also agrees that you can't check on Obama. And he used it to tell you that you can't check for one person. How does he know that? Now he'll learn two things from there. One, you can't check for one person, and you can't check in a private one-person altar. How does he know that Rishimin agreed? Maybe he like Rabbi Yehuda. He says, he, he says, don't assume like Rabbi Yehuda that it's only one person. Why? Because it already said, as long as he can eat it, there's no reason why one person would be different than 10 people. It says, a it for eaters. So one person will be okay. Rami Levi has a question. Did he say there's no way to shechter for one person? Even a woman, you could check the whole Korban Pesach for a woman. For Pesach Sheni, you can't check it just for a woman, but if there's other men with her, you could check together with them. Because women don't necessarily have a, uh, an obligation or uh, the option of doing Pesach Sheni. So what do you see, though? We'll talk more about that in Ahmed Beis. But the bottom line is, you see that if you can check for a woman, one woman certainly could check for one man. So you, this is a question on the view that you can't check for one person. That's not what we, he says, really, we don't mean you could check the Corbin Pesach for one woman. Don't say it's one woman by yourself. We're four lines from the bottom. It means that you can shecht for a whole group of women. And that's what it's teaching you, that you can have a woman's Pesach offering, you can have a woman's Seder, and you can, uh, and that's perfectly fine to make a group of women, and uh, they can eat it, and they, uh, you can do that on Pesach Rishon. 
So at the bottom line is, this isn't a question on the view that you can't shecht for one person. This is, when this is talking about, it, when it said one, it meant only women. That's what it was telling you. Omerleg, but then more has a side question. Are you allowed to shecht only for a chabura, a group of all women? But didn't we learn at the end of our Mishnah, you can't have groups of women, servants or minors. Now, what do we mean? We mean even separate groups. Separate groups of women or servants or minors. You can't have separate groups. So how could you do it? So he said, no, you misunderstood our Mishnah. When our Mishnah said, we meant you can't have a group together of Nashim, Avadim, and Ketanim, but you could have a group by themselves. What's the reason you can't have Nashim and Avadim? You can't have women and male servants, Mishum Tiflis, because you're asking for immoral behavior. In other words, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the Seder is late at night, you got four cups of wine, it's on a mountaintop, it's on the Harabayas, and you can't have, the servants are known for not being moral. So to have a group only of women and servants and, and, and no adult men around is not a good idea. What's wrong with Ketanim and Avadim, with minors and servants? Mishum Pitsusa. Uh, Rashi says we're afraid that they'll do homosexuality with the minor kids. Uh, servants were known for doing that too. Okay, fine. So that this is just a separate idea that you don't set up uh, a chabura for Korban Pesach where the people are likely to sin. Uh, I think I saw from the Meiri, he says you could have women and children. You're not afraid of anything there. That's not a problem. Okay. Uh, so now we get back to the previous din of why is there a difference for women between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni? So that's what we're going to explain. So we said, We said that a woman on the first Pesach, no problem. That's Rabbi Yehuda's view. Rabbi Yossi, he says, He says you could even do a woman alone on Pesach Sheni, and certainly for Pesach Rishon. He holds that women have obligated in Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni. Rishimin says, Isabarishon, he says, women aren't obligated, you don't do it alone uh, for a woman alone on the first Pesach. Bishani and the second Pesach ain't shokhtan la kol ikr. Three way debate here about the obligation of women in Pesach Rishon and Pesach Shani. But my commythically, what's the debate here? What's going on? So Rabbi Yehuda, Savad, so let's do Rabbi Yehuda first. He holds the mixes nafasho, so it, the Torah says, anyone who makes a reservation, it says anyone, an, a soul. A woman's a soul, afilu nashim. Men, women, they all are souls. They're all included in the Korban Pesach. So then, if that's true, afilu b'sheni nami. So then why can't they bring on Pesach sheni? Why aren't they given a makeup? The answer is, specifically over there, it says, cheta yisa ishahu, that man. Why does it emphasize that man? Isha and isha lo. You have a miyat, an exclusion by Pesach sheni. So the, Rabbi Yehuda is holding, Again, Pesach Rishon, it says, Nefashos, souls. Women are souls, they're included. Pesach Sheni, it says, man, man and not woman. So if it's only men, how can you include women secondary? So Morris said, uh, how can you include them? So the answer is, there is, it says, it helps. Really, there's a contradiction. Uh, by Pesach Sheni, it says it should be like the first one. Just like the first one. Well, the first one you had women. So on the one hand, it says man. 
On the other hand, it says it could be, it should be like the first one. And the first one included women. So we answer that we learn out from a man that you can't do, do Pesach Sheni, you don't give a makeup for only a woman. But since it says it's like the first one, we learn that if women want to be included in a, together with their husbands or with a men's group, they could. That's the first view. Reb Yossi, my time, Dixiv Rishon, he says on the first one it says, Bemixinafasha, he agrees. The first one it says, Souls of Filuim. Dixiv Pesach Sheni, and by Pesach Sheni it says, he has a limud by Pesach Sheni that it also uses the word soul, and he says a woman is a soul. So he says they have total equal rights. They have rights to Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni. I, what does he do with the Pesach? Who it says that man? So he says, That man excludes a minor. A minor doesn't have to do Pesach Sheni. Pesach Mikaris. So, uh, I want Richard, you're probably wondering, well, since when does a minor have to do anything? Uh, that's the second tosis from the top. When is a minor obligated min Torah? I mean, we train them, but where do you see you're obligated? So, tosis gives a fascinating answer. He says, What happens if a child was born in between the two psachim? So that he's bar mitzvah, he wasn't bar mitzvah at Pesach Rishon, but his bar mitzvah is after Pesach Rishon, before Pesach Sheni. So in that case, I would have thought he has a chiyav, so that's, that's where we're telling you that a person who is a minor at Pesach Rishon doesn't have a chiyav. Um, for Rev Shimon, that's the third opinion. See, Barishon, Ish. He says no. He says, even though it says souls by the first one, it also emphasizes a man. Ish and ishalo. He says, no, you won't do a Corbin Pesach, even the first one, just for women. The key tema, if it's true, it says men and not women. You shouldn't have be allowed to have women at all. So therefore, he says, no. He says, we learn out from souls that they can be included with men. But since it emphasizes, emphasizes um, ish, men, Women are excluded from being an all-women's Corbin Pesach group. The key tema, well, if you exclude women, I feel v'sheni nami. So then in the second group, you should be able, if, uh, if in the first group they can be included together with men, why can't you include them in the with Pesach Sheni? The answer is, there there's a miyat. Miyat kromana v'sheni exceed chata yisei ishahu ish in ishalo. There's an exclusion by the Sheni. Now what are we excluding the women from? I mechiyav if it's from being bringing it all hasbarishon lo b'sheni boy, if they don't have a chiyav in the first one, certainly they don't bring in the second one. Ella What's excluding them is from being together with men. Okay, so those are the three sets of rules, the three opinions uh, about pesach rishon, pesach sheni for uh, men and women. So the last rule said. Uh, that um, it says, uh, even by Pesach Rishon, it emphasizes men. And therefore, he excluded women and all women's uh, Pesach uh, Seder for the first, a Corbin Pesach group, Chabura, for the first one. Where does it emphasize men? Everybody else quoted the word nefashos, which means souls, including women. Where did he see only men? Where did Rishimen notice it said man? He named it maybe from the following Pasuk, over there. There are many psukim by Korban Pesach, by the way. That verse says, where you take a lamb for the house. 
Ahumi boiler, that's used for something else. That's used for the dinner. That's a man and not a minor, not a man, not a woman. Maybe it's from the following verse. Each man according to the eaters. Now, since Rav Yossi learned like Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon, Nami Sarkar Rav Yossi, that you need it for the eaters, you need that to teach you that you can even shack for one person. So how does he learn from there that it's emphasizing a man and not a woman? It's emphasizing a man, uh, the, uh, that it's excluding a man, uh, I'm uh, it's telling you that even for a single man you could check, not excluding a woman. So his answer is it's telling you two things. It's telling you you can check for a single man and you can uh, add a man and not a woman. It could have only said So you see two things from there. You see you can check even for one person who's a man and you see that it's a man and not a woman. Now one final thing. Kaman also, who does it go like the following? Hadoma Rebbe Eliezer. Isha Marisha and Chof. A woman on the first Pesach, she has an obligation. Beshen Rishos. Bedoka is the Shabbos. And you could even do it on Shabbos for Pesach Sheni. Now that doesn't make sense. E Rishos, if it's optional, why would it push off Pesach Sheni? Why would you be able to push off Shabbos? El, uh, you have to read it like this. Eme Besheni Rishos. Pesach Sheni is optional for women. Uber Rishon, but Pesach Rishon, they got to do. But Vedocha is Shabbos. And who is that? That's like Rabbi Yehuda. Uh, one final uh, teaching separate from that. You can't do a group of Korban Pesach that everyone's a convert. Why? Maybe they'll be too careful and they'll end up throwing it away and they really don't need to. Rashi says, uh, They didn't go to day school. They'll be too strict. And they'll throw it away for no good reason. So he says that the converts are naturally very careful in mitzvahs. And they, uh, over here, there's a downside to being too strict because you can end up wasting a Korban Pesach. So you should have at least one person there who has knowledge to, uh, to know what to do. Fascinating is Tosus has a whole different uh, uh, take on this. Bottom Tosus, he says, Tame the boy made a This seems to say the converts are extra careful. Uh, like it says, Kol Mikusim, those mitzvahs that they do, they're very careful than Jews. But he quotes Yerushalmi, Goris Omer Yosi, He says that the converts are not so serious. Ain they won't be careful. There are a lot of things to be careful of, and they'll end up throwing it away. So he learns it the opposite way. Um, he says, He said that Gerim are not so careful. So really, it's probably there was a different experience with converts in Israel than there were with converts um, in, the, uh, in the Bavli, in Babylonia. In Israel, they had the Kusim, and the Kusim were not very careful in a lot of mitzvahs. Uh, and they had other types of converts. And so the Yushalmi says that that's the reason you don't have is because they won't be careful. You'll have to throw it away. Ar- Argomar says they'll be too careful and they won't know and they'll be too strict. It's just interesting. Okay. Back to the Gemara. Tanarabon and the two deaths. Pesach Matzomor. It says Pesach Matzomor Barishon Chova. On the first holiday, uh, the first day of the Chag, it's an obligation. The Kanva Eilich, the rest of the days, it's optional. 
Men have to do it, and women are, are optional. So what are we talking about? If we're talking about Pesach, you don't bring Korban Pesach every day. So we can't be referring, even though we like, we, we like to lump together Pesach, Matzah, and because you ate them together. But everybody agrees you only bring Korban Pesach on the first day. Really, what we're referring to is matzah mora. Really, it's just matzah. And the question is, do you have a mitzvah of matzah on the other days? And so the way you read this is that you only have a mitzvah of matzah on the first days. The rest of the days, it's optional. Where, and Rav Shimon has a different view. Men are obligated the first day, and women are exempt. Um, there is a, the issue is, we'll see soon, there is the Vilna Gon Shita, that there's a mitzvah to eat matzah every day of Pesach. Because it says for seven days you don't eat chametz, so you you might think that and it replaces it with eating matzah, which makes it seem like every all seven days you have a mitzvah of matzah. We'll see that in a second. He says men are obligated and women don't have to mitzvah of matzah. Ah, less lady Rav Shimon, the Omer Rebbe Lezer, doesn't he hold the following? Women are obligated uh, in eating matzah just like men, minatora, because it says like this, don't eat chametz for seven days. Toch, instead, eat matzahs. So what do we learn from the wording? All those who are obligated not to eat chametz, they, uh, they are obligated to eat matzah. Bahani Nashim and our women, they have all the they have to keep all the low sesses, and so they're they're not allowed to eat chametz. So certainly So certainly they have a mitzvah to eat matzah. See, really, women are exempt from many mitzvahs asay, shahazman grama, many positive time-bound mitzvahs. This is a time mitzvah. It's only done at a certain time. But since they have the negative mitzvah not to eat chametz, they clearly have the positive mitzvah to eat matzah. It means to say that on the first night, everybody agrees it's an obligation. But on the rest of the nights, eating matzah is optional. Rishimit says, He argues on that. He says, no, men are obligated. Women, it's optional. It's optional. They're not obligated uh, to eat uh, matzah. Okay, we will stop here at the uh, new Mishnah. Very good. Okay, good to be well.